This episode is brought to you by The Chronic Factory, a vertically integrated cannabis shop located in Denver, Colorado. They are your one-stop shop for extracts, edibles, and flour. Stop by their shop and use the code DUBSTEPFBI to get 20% off your order. Check them out, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Filthy Beat Inspectors. On the bus, <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm Chrissy. I'm Yessie. And we are the Dubstep FBI. We're coming at you live from the studio in Denver. And this episode, we've officially arrested Bainbridge. Now, Bainbridge, he's also known as Reggie Mo. He established a place in the bass music scene after dropping his larger than life track, Immortals. He released the Genesis EP on Disciple Roundtable in early 2020 and has seen incredible support from artists like Excision, Modestep, 12th Planet, and more. His tracks have accumulated hundreds of thousands of plays across various platforms, and his sound continues to push the industry forward. Welcome to the show, Bainbridge. We have you arrested for the next 30 minutes. Uh, I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm cool with it. <laughs> well, how, how have you been, dude? We haven't seen each other since... February mm -hmm. when you were out here in Denver what's what's quarantine been like for you just a lot of music sleeping and video games <laughs> music sleep play <laughs> yeah that's it honestly I really haven't been doing too much else other than that live streams you know mm -hmm. yeah you've been killing it with those live streams got to keep it going right yeah right I mean that's pretty much what live events are right now so mm-hmm yeah, that and uh, dubstep drive-ins, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, drive-ins are the new thing, apparently. I'd love to get on one of those. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, they've actually been going in with them here. I think we've had like four or five here in Denver. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a just to say you did it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you only really live through a pandemic once, I feel like. <laughs> I know. I My landlord is 80, and she was talking to me about how she's never even seen anything like this. And, I mean, it's crazy. It doesn't feel like it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but I guess, I guess it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll ever see something like this ever again. Yeah. It's in history books, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, like, it's crazy just to know how much it's changing everything you know yeah. with, when it comes to work because now i've been working remotely and it seems that my work and i will be staying remote forever For, yeah so, right and i mean i'm happy about that because mm -hmm. once <laughs> i can start traveling again then i can just work from anywhere right i mean i'm kind of a homebody as it is so it hasn't changed much for me other than just like playing shows would other you say that, I mean, would you say you've been more productive during quarantine <laughs> hmm <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one i mean there's definitely days where it's like i've been more productive uh, and there's definitely days where i'm like i don't want to do anything right. i mean not not gonna lie i definitely woke up like 30 minutes ago <laughs> you're a savage yeah no i've been sleeping like all day you're a night crawler then i guess mm -hmm. you're probably like crap the Dubs FBI girls are calling me. They're going to no, arrest literally, me. I, I literally, I'm not kidding. I, it was like 7.30 and I was like, oh, and I set, I set a 15 minute alarm on my phone to get up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Someone get this guy an espresso shot. 
Yeah, Literally. I know. No, maybe like three. Yeah. I always, a gallon. I, always to, uh, I always go to the coffee shop in my town, but they close at six. Oh, too so, late. Yeah, so after this, I'm going to be going to the gas station and getting some <laughs> caffeine. Well, so. um, we've, got, we've got a couple questions for you first. So... You recently dropped your new track, Zealot, with Disciple Roundtable. Um, honestly, like that's probably one of my favorites off of the whole compilation, for how, sure. How did you come up with the vocals for that? Um, Splice. Honestly, yeah, they're, they're Splice samples. They're like old movie recordings. Because I was just going through vocals, and I was trying to think of like what, what I kind of wanted the theme to be, and it was giving me this like cultist-type vibe. So I went and found vocals that were talking about like a following and like stuff like that. Does it say demon call? It's demon cult actually. Demon, demon cult. Yeah, that's yeah, so catchy. Cult. So run us through like what is your creative process like? What like what inspires you to make music other than playing video games and drinking coffee? Yeah, uh, I mean video games are huge for me especially cuz I play a lot of like story based stuff. Um, I'm definitely nerdy. <laughs> I'm into like all the fantasy stuff, you know, like Skyrim and World of Warcraft and like that type of stuff. So I really, that really inspires me. Um, my music, I feel like is really centered around that sort of vibe with like angels and demons and magic and swords and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it really depends. A lot of times I just start with like drums and I just start making sounds and then once I have like kind of a base um like a foundation for it I'll go back and I'll start working on an intro and I'll get like little melodies going and then I sort of just build off everything from there I'll start to hear things in my head and be like okay this is kind of the vibe of the track I'll look for some vocals that kind of fit it and yeah just go from there it takes me a while to write music actually (laughs) I feel like you're known for your vocals I mean like with Immortals and like Genesis this is Genesis like it's yeah, just so catchy. Just, we know. love it. I just try to do like stuff that's gonna stick mm-hmm. instead of just like a let's get fucked up or like whatever, you know, throw your hands <laughs> up type stuff. Like I feel like that's like kind of generic stuff. What are you talking but... about? I love to throw my my arms up and my hands <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean who doesn't? I, I'm totally kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> um, well, how do you think that dubstep is going to evolve in 2021 like what's going to be different after this year there's so many underground artists that are pushing like this this new sound and i feel like things are things are getting really experimental mm-hmm. that's what i feel like it's instead of just like the straight you know the headbanger like that that type of stuff it's getting really interesting people are starting to do like melodies with their basses and stuff now mm-hmm stuff like that i don't know i think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens yeah Especially, they're up the up-and-comers are insane i mean some of these kids 15 16 years old are just making like insane music where i'm like i don't even know i was, I was playing video games and drinking mountain dew when i was 15 <laughs> weren't we all yeah, yeah they're like signing to disciple never say die <laughs> yeah it's literally everyone who's putting in the work now is gonna come out yeah, I, I think this is a really, this is a true test of, like, who's here to stay through the quarantine stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we were just talking earlier about how this new, like, hybrid metal dubstep has been emerging. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
even all of this color-based, like, melodic rhythm type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. Like, the Ace Aura stuff, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's just it's really been cool. so cool to hear that. And I feel like it's taking a very modern turn that is actually mm -hmm. being very well-received. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. So, who do you think are some of the biggest influencers in the dubstep scene? And what do they mean to you? Mm -hmm. I always look towards... For like the tear out big type of stuff, I always look at like Maruda, mm -hmm. Marada. I forget. I don't know how to the pronounce Aussie. it. The Aussie. The what? The we Aussie. Love, we love uh, to yeah, see the yeah. Aussies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he like it, when it comes to like the huge like mosh pit type stuff, he's always got something new. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sudden death. I mean, if you look at like his branding and his sound, he is always pushing something crazy and new. And then when it comes to like the more typical i guess you could say or like the flowy like type of rhythm i always look at a kiosk oh yeah he just recently released an ep didn't he um with roundtable he did yeah and then yeah. i think he did another one with black label if i'm not mistaken yeah i like to call that the slinky rhythm yeah the slinky mm -hmm. that yoik slinky. Yoik. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i know he just announced i think he has another single coming out with never say die yeah, I feel I like he's that. he's a big upcomer for sure. Yeah, and I think he's he was in high school when I met him. Oh dang, he's that young. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When I went to it was a Nightfall Music Festival in Texas back in November. His mom was like taking pictures, and like on the side of the stage, and like his his chaperone because I don't think he was eighteen. She's like, "You're doing great, honey." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was crazy, and he's like, I think he was like seventeen, like a junior in high school. Yeah. Dang, dude, he's already yeah. accomplished more than like ninety nine percent of seventeen year olds. Then, yeah, pretty much. He's got big things. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's here to stay for sure. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. like, like, what did you think of sudden death levitating? Did you see that a couple months or like before quarantine? I mean, who didn't yeah, see that? that? Yeah, who didn't see that? <laughs> where, where was that again? The Palladium. That was the Palladium. Yeah, that was super cool to me because that felt like it felt so cinematic. It felt like a movie, like he was like trying to take something out of a movie and makes make the show something special. That that was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's just doing things that no other artist is really doing. Like with the whole, I saw him at Red Rocks a couple of years ago. He walked out with a lampshade on his head, like <laughs> that was before the whole void thing, really too. And I yeah. just feel like he's always kind of trying to like punk people in a way. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I remember uh, my buddy found found him as Void. And it was like way, way before anybody knew who it was. And he was like, dude, you got to hear this. Like, what, who is this? What is this? And he had like, the Void page had like 3,000 followers. And he sent me the music. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, man, it sounds like Sudden Death. And I was like, why would Sudden Death make like a different dubstep alias when he's already really big? That doesn't make sense to me. And then he came out and he's like, yep, I'm Void. And my, my friend's mm -hmm. like, dude, I told you. <laughs> oh, we have a Robo Kitty back there. Yeah, is that the official Robo Kitten? No, that's not. That's uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's cat. What's its name? Uh, Lily. I think Lily wants to be arrested as well by the dust of FBI. Yeah. She wants <laughs> to be in the camera in the shot. No, I'm sitting on the couch where she likes to. She likes to sit. So. Well, um, I know we kind of talked about it earlier. So, officially on the record, what are your thoughts on the dubstep drive-ins? On the drive-ins. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like it, a lot of it comes down to the patrons to be safe on them, like 
you know, the, the promoters can only do so much. They can set up everything and they can say, here are the guidelines. This is what we have in place. And it comes down to the people that are attending to, mm-hmm. you know, be safe and take it upon themselves to socially distance and do what they need to do. I mean, that at the end of the day, it's like business is business. You know, these, you know, we would all wake up at the end of this, this quarantine and coronavirus and half of our promoters would be gone. They'd be like, well, we'd, we couldn't make money during this. And now, now there's no shows from us ever again, because we didn't make any money during this. Right. Right. It's kind of like a fix for some people too. I think like, it's nice to actually find, I mean, I'm not going to call it a loophole, but a way to actually go to a show during Mm -hmm. all of this. And like you said, if they take it upon themselves to be safe, I mean, that's that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's only so much people can do. And at the end of the day, business is business. And got to stay in business otherwise what are we going to do yeah and just like what you were saying earlier about everyone you know this is a test of who's actually going to make it Mm -hmm. and same deal with all these shows and just with artists doing twitch live streams taking donations or hosting zoom one-on-one production classes you know just trying to find ways to still make it yeah being able to adapt is huge i think yeah because the music industry is changing every day yeah. So, uh, yeah, being able to adapt is huge. Yeah, and I just think it's awesome how much the EDM community has come together. You know, like, mm-hmm. even like Insomniac, they've been hosting all these live streams like mm-hmm. daily, still trying to keep the EDM community together. And everyone seems to be wanting to help each other out, especially when yeah. all of this happened. Like, yeah, everyone... I mean, it's going to be over at some point. It is going to return to normal at some point. Mm-hmm. At least that's the hope. <laughs> fingers crossed, right? Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, hopefully yeah. within the next six months. I mean, gosh. Yeah, I would like to yeah. start traveling again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, traveling would be awesome. You recently had a show the other day, didn't you? You had two shows. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I played two shows uh, this past weekend. Yep. What? Tell us what happened. How did they go? Um, I mean, it was good. They were both sold out both nights, but it was limited capacity. So, you know, it was 25% um, capacity. And they had all the social distancing stuff in place. So they had like rows of uh, tables to separate the crowd. So it was like lines um, oh. and mass or required temperatures were taken at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a bunch of hand sanitizer stations set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed in the green room pretty much until I played my set just to be safe. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have like a, when I was a child, I had a, um, I had RSV, which got scar tissue in my lungs. <laughs> so I have like, I've reduced lung capacity. So I think I got to be a little more careful than most people about the coronavirus because yeah. it's, my lungs would fill up like pneumonia and it's like, they're smaller. So it, it would be worse for me. So I just try to be as safe as I can. Mm-hmm. But that was, the, I mean, that was it. That was the only show I had. And that my next one is in October. I mean, if that's even going to happen. And then it's just a bunch of live streams. So, what do you like in the green room? I know like some artists are really picky. Is there anything special that you'd <laughs> like to have there for you? <laughs> um, I'm really picky about my water. Fiji water <laughs> or what? Oh. Yes. Yes, Fiji uh, yes, water. <laughs> Yes, it's always Fiji water, or um, have you ever heard of Waiakea? Mm-mm. It's like Hawaiian volcanic water. Ooh. And they're really cool because I think they say they're the only like carbon neutral water company. And then it's like for every bottle you buy, they, they donate like a week of clean water to like a country in need. 
So that's really cool. So I'm like, hey, if they stock my green room with it and they buy 20 bottles just for me, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. like 20 weeks worth of water for other people. That's which your, is awesome. your way of being sustainable, right? Yeah, and I, I try. I mean, it's hard to find that water, but if <laughs> if they find it. It's rare. Um, so that, I'm picking about my water, and then definitely Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Red Bull is my go-to energy drink. I don't really drink anything else. No monsters, none of that. Mm-hmm. None of that. I, I used to, but that's it, it was hard on me. I started to feel really crappy. You wouldn't drink Yessie's favorite cotton candy bang? <laughs> that stuff to me is that... I've never tried it, but I've just heard people say it's like legal cocaine. Yeah, I think I had two sips of it like a couple of weeks ago, and I was just. It was wired. probably it was probably from me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were wired. I was wired off of like two sips of it. Yeah, <laughs> over here in Colorado, all we drink is that tap water. <laughs> hey, yeah, but your your tap water is mountain water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta love oh. it. Yeah, my tap water is like Mississippi water. Ooh. Dirty river water. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah, I don't drink the tap water here. I have bottled water. Yeah. I buy like the cases of bottled water. Cases of Fiji from Costco. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. No, that's the one. If I'm at home, I'm just like, whatever. But when I'm on the road, I'm like, I want my Fiji water. And Red Bull, what else? I got Cliff Bars on there, peanut butter Cliff Bars. Oh, okay. Now we know what to have stocked when you come to town. Yeah, I love peanut butter cliff bars. She's taking notes right here. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it. I mean, because I don't drink, so I don't have any any alcohol in my rider. If I ever add alcohol in my rider, it's for, like, depending on who's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, if I know I have good friends coming that like a certain type of beer, I'll throw, like, a six-pack on there or something for them. But, yeah, I mean, my rider's really simple. Yeah. I used to have veggie meat and veggie trays, and I took that stuff off. I'm like, ah. Cliff Bar and Red Bull, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Those veggie trays are, eh. yeah, yeah, they're they're eh. they vary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, we're just curious. What do you what do you do during the day? Other, I mean, it seems like you pretty much play video games and sleep all day. But like, do you have a job, <laughs> or did you have one before COVID happened? Um, I did. I I only worked like one day a week though. I mean, because the music stuff was like pretty sustainable for me. Yeah. Um, and that's still on hold. They, I mean, all all the restaurants, most of them are open here, but they, they told me that they are not going to bring me back until they're at full capacity. And I was like, well, I don't know when that's going to be, when they're going to let restaurants be at full capacity again. So yeah, yeah, I've only been just the one day a week. It's a, it's a nice restaurant. So Mm got to rack in those tips, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I used to work at Applebee's a couple of years ago. That was horrible. Oh man. Yeah. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> that was like four. I was I was going to school four days a week, working three days a week, and then trying fun, trying to find time to make music as well. Mm-hmm. That was that was not fun. It was like I never had a day off. It was seven days of yeah. stuff. Well, now you have plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> choice. <laughs> we can't but... wait to hear what you have in the works. Yeah, I do have a lot of stuff. I have an upcoming release uh, next month, and then I have more new music in September as well. So. Oh, okay. Can you tell us any more about it, or I is it a not. secret? Uh, oh, the the release damn. that's coming next month, I sh- I think I should be announcing that in another week or two. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff in September, I'm still getting finalized. Well, we will keep an eye on you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. 
more new music. Yes, more Bainbridge. Let's go. Yeah, I know. I need to write more music. <laughs> um, I'm gonna work on a ton of collabs too. Who would be your dream collab? That's such a tough one because there's so many people. It's a trick question. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like a really cliche, but like Excision, just because Excision is like the godfather of dubstep kind of thing. He's always, he's kind of like dubstep dad. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I feel. So I feel like that would be, that'd be something really cool to check off a list. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we've, we've heard him rinse your tunes at Lost Lands. We've heard him rinse your tunes at EDC main stage. So maybe he'll bring you out next time we have a show. Fingers crossed. That would be (laughs) awesome. That'd be, that definitely would be a dream come true. And I, I definitely, I want to give him a big hug and thank him because he, I mean, from when he started playing Immortals, that's really what like got me the traction and started to get me noticed and really sort of put me on the map. So I, I feel like I owe him. I feel like he's does a really good job of kind of like lifting up other artists, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that we need more of, like just the support that he shows to everyone, how he's mm-hmm. always like playing their songs or, you know, willing to listen to what they have coming up. I mean, it really makes a difference for some people. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it was even something as small as I posted the video of him playing Immortals at EDC and then he retweeted it. And it was like from that retweet alone, I got like 25,000 views, Oh yeah, you know, just something like that. Yeah. Cause it's him. It takes, you know, five seconds to just retweet, but it's like that, that helps somebody so much cause he has such a big platform. Yeah, well, yeah, even just cool. yeah, even just some of our friends in the community, we're always seeing them post like, you know, Excision responded to my email, and he's and Excision's always asking like, yes, keep sending your tracks. Yeah, sending yeah. Your if tracks. you have more music, send me this, send me yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we need more. Just like what Christy said, we need more artists like that, more support, and yeah. that's why we all love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's more instead of stepping on people to get higher, mm-hmm. he's bringing them up. Mm-hmm. exactly ride the wave mm-hmm. yeah and that's a that's a, a big thing i love about the edm community too is i feel like it's a lot more supportive of underground artists than other other genres mm-hmm. i agree i mean I, I, I could go on soundcloud on any given day and find like the filthiest underground stuff and then yeah i mean there, there's some stuff i found that they're like 100 followers and i'm like what what i'm like what is this this is insane yeah, yeah. Yeah, what that's what the dubstep FBI is for, right, Chrissy? Mm-hmm. Looking we're, for the filthy beats. Yeah, yep, we're here to yep. support the up and comers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, we're happy that you joined this call with us. But what is something that you want people to know about you? Like, what do you want to be remembered for? Mm. Uh, the escape. I think that's that's the biggest reason I got into this. It was I was always kind of like the black sheep, like the outcast. And then when I started going to electronic shows that I really felt like I found my home and that's kind of what got me into, into doing uh, electronic music. I was like, well, I want to be on this platform to give people that escape. The same one like that, that I felt like I had. A lot of people who maybe didn't have a place or like maybe they didn't have a click or a group mm-hmm. they fit in. Like, I feel like those are the people that I meet at the rave and, and that's mm-hmm. why everyone gets along so well. 
Yeah, that was definitely, that was 100% me. I was like, I didn't really have, like, the, the, you know, the typical, like, group of friends that always went and did stuff together or, like, threw birthday parties for each other or whatever it was. You know, I just had, like, a few good friends and we just hung out and played games or whatever, but I didn't really have a, a click, so to say, and that I felt like I found that when I went to electronic shows. Yeah. On my first show, I remember people like, this is your first show. And I think I was 16. It was at uh, the Ogden in Denver. Oh, what? Yeah, that was my first electronic show. Um, yeah, and they were like, this is your first show? What? Well, like, look at this and let me show you that. And like, come come hang out with us and this and that. And I, it was really weird. I was like super shy. But no, they like welcomed me in. And then I went back to like a different show and it was the same sort of thing. And I just fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I, I felt like I found my home. and yeah, so it was like I found my passion when I was like 16, 17, you know. I mean, the feeling that you get when you're at a dubstep show specifically, or I mean, even at any electronic show, it's just like my worries go out the window and I'm happy and I, I love everyone around me. Like no one's, you know, making me irritated or anything. Like it's just so happy and it's a great place to be. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. The happiest I, I place on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that little, you're just there in that moment and there's nothing else to worry about, like on the outside. And yeah. that's, I I'm love with that. Yeah, same here. We can't wait to go to the next one whenever that will be, whenever it's safe, even though it may be different. Yeah. But we can't wait to be, especially under the electric sky again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, can't yeah. Wait. I, uh, I, EDC is, that is a special place. Mm-hmm. It always will like, be. Yeah, I've been two years, and that was there's nothing else like it. I had the EDC withdrawals like a month later. I'm just like, take me back. I know. Same. We were watching yeah. like the memories on our stories like one mm-hmm. year ago, and we were like, don't remind me. Yeah, mine. I, mine was like four or five years ago, and it would pop up, and it's me with all the candy on and all yeah. the all the crazy outfits, and I had our totem and everything. Yeah. You gotta was... have the totem. We love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Reggie, we're going to kind of change it up here a bit. Okay. So okay. this is our favorite part of the show. We're going to do what we call a lightning round. So I'm going to let Chrissy kick it off from here. All right. Festivals. Would you rather camp or get a hotel? Hotel. Base capital. Is it Denver or Montreal? Um. Okay. So I've heard... I've heard Denver is the capital of the United States. Montreal is the capital of the world. Hmm. That's hmm. what I hear. We'll have to see for ourselves. <laughs> that's that's up for debate. Okay. All right. Bro step or rhythm? Rhythm. For sure. <laughs> Serum or face plant? Serum. Uh, right now. <laughs> I need to learn face plant. I just bought it like, uh, like last week. I really need to dive in. I'm trying to finish some music right now. Um, but then once that's over, I think I'm going to try to dive in and really learn it. All right. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Yes. SoundCloud or Spotify? <laughs> SoundCloud. Um, the SoundCloud audio, like the quality is not as great as Spotify, but the underground artists and like remixes and bootlegs and like things like that that can get posted, I feel like that makes it invaluable. All right. 12th Planet or Company? 12th Planet. Ableton or FL Studio? Ableton. <laughs> 100%. 150 or 140 B- BPM? Uh, 150. All right, last one. 
You have to choose one festival to play at. EDC Las Vegas or Lost Lands. Oh, come on. <laughs> you only have one. You can't do that. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I Reggie. Know. I don't know if I can pick between those two. EDC has always been like the bucket list, like the major dream for me. And that was before Lost Lands, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know if I can pick between those two. What if it was main stage at EDC versus? And yeah, that it was EDC main stage was always like my yeah. life goal, my life dream. So that's a career moment. That yeah, that's something that I would never forget. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. You stand, you step up on that stage. Yeah, I feel like you would have a thousand emotions flowing through you in about ten seconds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, do you have any final words for our audience today? Um, I don't know. Lots of new music coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> Can't wait to <laughs> hear it. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Reggie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And for everyone that's listening at home, whatever it is that you're doing, stay safe, wear a mask, look out mm -hmm. for each other. And we shall see you all at the next rave, next show, wherever it may be. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next live stream. We'll see you in the chat. Yeah. Thanks, Reggie. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye.